Thank you for tuning into the Model Connection Podcast. I am your host, Eric Errol. Please like, follow, and subscribe on social media and everywhere you get your podcast. Links are in the description. With us today is a very special guest. I always look forward to having models on a podcast. I mean, who wouldn't? But I, I have to tell you, when I have got an, an opportunity to sit down across the table here from a very fine, established, published photographer such as as uh, Mr. Brody Hall, I want to take advantage of it. Thank you so very much for being on this podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> so now, Appreciate tell me, you started your photography in what year? Um, 1980? Uh, no, I think it was like, oh, maybe it was. When did I start? Like 90 or 89? 89? Yeah, okay, yeah. now. And you and you begun doing what? So I started with uh, Santa Photos in the Malls. Santa Photos in the Malls. It was awesome. It was, <laughs> it was amazing. It was a great experience. I learned so much. Um, moving them through, you know, getting... And, and we didn't just, like, put them up there, you know, and snap a picture. We actually, you know, interacted with the kid. Uh, the biggest thing was just not getting trapped behind your camera. It was like, okay, let's get them up there. Santa talked to them. Then I go up and talk to them, get them to smile, back up, snap. So, wow. Okay, so that was no uh, assembly line photographs. You took your time to actually be with each client. Try to, yeah, try to actually get that smile. So the ones wow. that weren't screaming. So, yeah. <laughs> Okay, now, so you begun this, where at? In California or where at? Um, I mean, so you have actually, to live all across the country now. Actually, my first mall was Cool Springs. Cool Springs? Yes. Um, first mall, I was working with um, with the NOR program, I think. And we were at Cool Springs, and uh, uh, Reba McIntyre and her son came right. and saw Santa. And uh, and we, we had a blast. And then after that, we worked up in Northern uh, California for several years. And uh, and then after that, Colorado, and then out to D.C. I know. In reading your a profile on social media, you've been all across the country, coast to coast. What has made you plant roots in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, after all this travel? <laughs> you know, I was in Colorado for thirty years, on and off. Okay, loved okay. it. It's beautiful. Um, but unfortunately, my it was actually my mom got sick, and uh, we needed more oxygen. <laughs> we needed, so we literally had to. She didn't want to be on an oxygen machine, so we had to go to a lower level, and uh, and I could live anywhere. Didn't matter because I work everywhere. So we uh, we checked out everything. Uh, I checked out Kansas City, Oklahoma City, Phoenix, all over, and um, and Nashville was amazingly comparable to Denver. So as far okay. as size and, uh, and everything. And I, so that's, uh, looked around and, and just found a house to rent in Murfreesboro came out and I'm there while I'm kind of searching the area. How did you pick up a camera and decide this is what you want to do? So doing the Christmas photos, you only work five weeks out of the year. <laughs> so your gear sitting in storage the rest of the time. You do two weeks at Easter, and that was it. And uh, I was like, okay, I've, I've got to do something else. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sitting around being bored now. Um, so in college, I actually um, 
worked with a with a few girls there, uh, a few guys doing some modeling stuff, and then um, I started doing some events. Started okay. going, uh, and I started shooting weddings. And, okay. Um, oh, you are a incredible. brave man doing weddings. I love weddings. I do. I, I know. That terrifies I, me. I, okay. <laughs> I know a lot of great photographers. Won't touch them. Yeah, uh, but I have a blast at them, so I'm good. So, <laughs> okay, power to you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> have backup gear for everything. So oh, you like, got to have a backup everything for your backups for yeah. your backup. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, so uh, I know as I did, I had a mentor whenever I was trying to learn this. Who was your influencer? Who was your mentor when you were learning, or did you have one? Are you self-taught? Pretty much self-taught. I really didn't have show off anybody. I, I really didn't. <laughs> now after I got into it, there were definitely some amazing photographers that I met. I'm like, okay, I just want to kick you because you're that good. Okay. And uh, David Beckstead, <laughs> holy cow, David Beckstead, amazing wedding photographer, um, out in Washington, I think. Pretty sure. Okay. Uh, he used to be a firefighter, a wildfire, a wild fire firefighter, yeah. and became. He's an incredible photographer. I mean, he's traveled all over giving some, his work is amazing. He um, actually photographed my wedding. So oh. in wedding photography, it's it's got to be probably more of a creative eye in doing weddings. You want to catch angles, you want to catch something that probably has not been shot before. I try to teach um I try to treat my brides, like I treat models. Okay. I really do. I uh, so I will totally pose up a bride. I will look for, um, I look for angles on buildings or inside rooms. I look for reflections. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, reflect um, polished concrete on the floor. I'll look for polished. Uh, I look for mirrors on the walls. I look for grand pianos that reflect uh, countertops that reflect. So anything that reflects. <clears throat> excuse me, and. Uh, and then I look at the bride. I see the kind of dress she's wearing, what kind of poses I could put her into. Um, I look at furniture that's around me, wherever we're shooting. So It takes a creative eye to be the photographer for weddings, right? It, it, it takes point. a lot to it. But, yeah, uh, if you want to stand out, if you want to be a little bit different, then, yeah, you're going to have to be creative with it because you've got your – you have your shoot sheet. You know what you're going to shoot. Now you got to figure yeah. out how to shoot it. And, uh, you know, I want the rings, but do I want just the rings, like, sitting on the table? Do I want the rings in a leaf if my shoot's outside? Mm -hmm. Do I want my rings hanging on a ribbon? Do I want my rings sitting in a rose? Um, so, yeah, uh, same thing with everything, you know, whether it's the dress, the jewelry, the bride, the bridesmaids, you know, don't want to have them all jumping up on a bed. Do, you yeah, know, uh, yeah. So. Okay, okay, you've shot everything from Olin. Meals, you shot your Santa Claus photographs, yep. you've shot weddings, a portraiture. I would <clears> imagine <throat> you've got to incorporate a little bit of every genre into anything you shoot. Is that right? Pretty much, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so it, it doesn't matter what you're doing, you're gonna, it's you never want to pigeonhole yourself anyway. You don't ever say, okay, well, I'm a, a photojournalist and that's all I do. Okay, it's like our. I only pose you. And it's like, no, you're going to do it all. And whether, <clears throat> excuse me, whether you're working with a bridal couple, a family, um, children, uh, models, doesn't matter. Um, 
you know, if I get a great model and she knows what she's doing, I'm going to let her run with it. Uh, but so I can just sit back, take pictures. But if I need to stop her, pose her up because I know what the angles I want, mm -hmm. then I'll stop her and pose her up. So, um, you know, I can sit there and just take pictures or I can, you know. In doing weddings, um, I'm sure you have got, and I was this way whenever I did I was basically a nervous wreck after I did one because <laughs> I I was worried, okay, is everything right? Is, did I get everything? Check my stat sheet. Did I, I shoot everything? I've noticed that a lot of, of, of photographers carry now a second shooter along with them. Are, are you a... Guy, go by yourself. You do it all by yourself, or do you have someone that you have somehow taken under your wing as a mentor yourself and try to show them, show them the ropes? So, now my personal opinion on that: yes, second shooters are a fad. Okay, um, I really, I really, you know, because I always get brides. Oh, do you, have, you know, do you have a second shooter? I'm like, no. Um, I absolutely have done interns. I've had several interns. Uh, and I've gone, you know, taking them to sporting events, NFL games, uh, weddings, you know, and I've had second shooters. Out of the 30 years of wedding photography, um, three times I can think of that I've needed a second shooter. Wow. So I was shooting on a yacht um, that was crammed full of people, and I couldn't move around. And I knew that was going to happen because they had told me the numbers. Yes. And I'm like, okay, so I brought in a second shooter to get another angle. Okay. Uh, I did a wedding at the National Cathedral which is huge, and there was no way I was going to be able to get where, I, you know, a, an upstairs shot or down, you know, I had to have a second shooter just to cover the whole thing. It was massive, huge wedding. Um, and the uh, the third time was in a cave. I did a wedding in a cave, and again, same thing with the yacht. I couldn't move around. I knew that the, I had my couple. I was going to be one spot. The cave was going to be full of people, so I had another photographer shooting at another angle. So we were getting, you know, the face of the bride, face of the groom, uh, but that did require. Creativity in our minds plays a lot into what we want to produce as a final product. And not everybody has that creative mind. Okay. I think that is really because whenever I started my work, I was hired by the agency. He gave he gave me this is what I, I want. You shoot this, you shoot that, that's all I want. Okay. Okay, well, simple. Right. I did not have to, I did not have to be creative. It was only until I started doing model comp cards back in the day that, okay, let me try this, let me try that. That brought out the creativity. I'm still not creative as as some guys are. <laughs> you yourself, I've seen where you have started recently doing some work with Black Light. Uh, yeah, for the Tell first time. Tell me about that. So um, I, another photographer that I really, really admire, oh, man, um, Brett Seeley. He's a fitness photographer out in Colorado. Guy is phenomenal, right? Incredible stuff. And uh, uh, I watched, uh, he did a Black Light deal. And I'm like, okay, that's, and it was really, it was a, 
bunch of photographers got together and were painting each other. It was a, it was a mess. It was horrible, <laughs> right? But I still, I, uh, it was really yeah, I'm like playing wow. with paint, okay. uh, alcohol, and a bunch of guys. I don't know, oh, that's, like, yeah, yeah, that's was, a good mixture. It was, yeah, it's like not quite the creative part I wanted, but yeah. Uh, so they were they were having fun, but he did this little video clip of it, and um, and he talked about the black lights he had, and uh, and they were phenomenal lights, and uh, and then I got some different ideas from watching them actually how they were brushing paint on mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. I'm like, okay, I like that. So I wanted to try it. And other people had, had asked me, hey, do you do black light? And I'm like, no, nah, I've never done it. I've never done it. And uh, so I got online. I looked it up. And um, and again, I saw a lot of stuff that I really liked. But I'm like, okay, I think I can do this. Um, but I actually wanted to see the model. There's a lot of, you know, a lot. Of, okay, you turn off all the lights and you just have the black light reflective paint, mm-hmm. uh, reactive paint, and then, that's it. You don't see the model at all. Right. So I actually used um, a hot light, a um, just a regular fluorescent um, uh, LED, not fluorescent, an LED light uh, that was adjustable. So I could, you know, bring it down because mm-hmm. you have to have all your camera settings set way low mm-hmm. uh, for the black light. And it turned out great. It was so awesome. I'm like, okay, well, now I did a little test run, so now I really want to play with this. So I went and bought some black light yarn. Who knew there was neon yarn? I didn't know. So I, uh, I actually I bought a little black light <laughs> flashlight. I bought a little black light flashlight and walked through um, Hobby Lobby with my little flashlight to see what to see, see what, what was reactive. Work. See what would work. To see what was reactive. And I'm like, okay, that yarn and that yarn and this string and that ribbon. Yeah, that way, that was how I found out what was reactive, and I could, okay, so I bought that, and that, and that, and that, and yep. <laughs> okay, and that totally leads to my next question. So where do you get your ideas from? <laughs> Just other people, or Pinterest, you know, whatever. Everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, I, you know, I tell you, a big one is yeah. walking in the mall and the window dressings. Some of the, the window displays are absolutely incredible, especially in the holidays, like Christmas. I'm like, yeah. oh, I love that. I need to build that for my set. I love that. That is awesome. Um, so that's that's one of them. Uh, and then, yeah, other photographers, they'll see them like, okay, I like this, but this is how I would do it. And uh, um, surfing the internet. I, right. You know, TV shows. Um who was stars? Stars put out the the series Spartacus. Mm-hmm. Some of the set designs on Spartacus were incredible. I'm like all this flowing organza. I'm like that is beautiful. I need that for a mm-hmm. set. And uh, so yeah, uh, so I was like, okay, get on Amazon and I need this this organza and this color organza and this color organza. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. So and, uh, I'm like you. I would see an, an image anywhere, and I'm like, okay. How would that image be if I did it this way in, in, instead of this way here? How would it look? Let me put my little tweak on it. Exactly. And and translating it from video to right. photos. Okay. What are going to be the logistics involved in? You got it. Yeah. So. Okay. Now, this is... This is going to be a, a very good, a very good topic of conversation. And I got blasted so many times. <laughs> Brody Hall is working on a project for Brody Hall. In your mind, you visualize how you want the final product to be. Background, the setting, outfit, everything, whole nine yards. When it comes to choosing a model, 
Is it any model? Or do you have in your mind, I I need my model to be this, to, to be that. I need a I need a specific kind of model. How do you go about choosing the model subject? So when I have a concept, right? Yes. I have different levels. I have fun concepts. I'll shoot with anybody. I don't yeah. care. Guy, girl, I don't care. Uh, I want to try to try out this concept, see how it works. Right. All right. And then I have, um, and those are mostly TFPs. Those are mostly fun. Um, and then I'll have... Um, Something that I'm doing for a publication, uh, something a little bit higher priority. Uh, then it's like, okay, well, I need, you know, this color hair, this length of hair, this body type, uh, this bone structure um, for this shoot. And, uh, and then I'll try, to, I'll try to get that. And again, I may do a, a couple of test runs on a concept, whether it's black light or a waterfall mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and then now... If it's something for me for like a gallery project mm-hmm. that I'm working, absolutely the priority is. I mean, I already know what my lighting is going to be. Right. I already know what my set's going to be. Mm-hmm. I know what my camera's going to be. I know exactly what model I'm going to use. I, you know, I know exactly, you know, everything about that model that I need to know. I, it's going to be, yeah. If it's going to be a gallery project for me or a, a yeah. Okay, great. Great. Because I've, I have been blessed. I don't know how many times because I post, I need a specific model. And somebody will inevitably, well, why don't you broaden your horizons a a little bit? (laughs) And except it's in my head, my finished product does not look like this, okay? I want my finished product because this is my vision. Right. This is my project, and I want a certain look, okay? Now, as you said, if you're shooting for a corporate, they pretty well furnish everything for you. Right. All, all, all you are doing is basically there to do the camera work, you, the shutter, lighting, that's it. Most of the time. Sometimes they'll ask me because I have a, a pretty decent stable of models that I can refer to. Okay. And, uh, and so um, I, did a, um, I did a shoot several years back for, a, uh, for a, an online betting company okay okay so they wanted um female sports photos Mm -hmm. so we knew exactly what you know so i actually sent them uh you know profiles of all these girls that i knew that i thought would be uh sufficient that i thought would you know would be actually perfect for that Mm -hmm. and you know they picked out the ones they wanted and that's who we used you know Mm -hmm. that's that's who they bought This podcast is produced by To The Moon Creative, located in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Whether you're an established or a new podcaster, To The Moon Creative offers the highest quality audio and HD multi-camera video podcasts. And if you already record your own podcasts, To The Moon Creative also offers affordable audio and video editing services with guaranteed fast turnaround time. For more information, find us online at www.ttmcreative.com. At To The Moon Creative, we do more than just get your podcast off the ground. We help you take it to the moon. You and I begun back in the film days, and we have evolved into the digital age. I'm going to touch on that a little bit later, but with all this involved... In your mind, Brody, 
what is the hardest part about what we do? That's a that's a tough one. You know, um, when I when I moved to Tennessee, I had to restart my business. Okay, and that was horrible because it was, of course, right before COVID hit. And uh, but I I hired an SEO guy, so I'd already had a guy build my website. Phenomenal, phenomenal guy in uh, Arizona do my website. And uh, but then I moved. So we had to kind of redirect everything. So I hired an SEO guy and uh, and he did an amazing job. So I started getting all this traffic from my website. I'm like, well, this is awesome, right? Well, so I was getting that traffic. Well, already prior to that, I was already using Thumbtack for, for some corporate events and, uh, right. and weddings and stuff before Thumbtack got outrageously expensive. Um, so it, it's all the – and, you know, it's going to come down to the person it is because – as a photographer, the photography part of me, uh, th- that part's easy. I, you know, I've been doing that for 30 years. But trying to figure out, you know, um, Google's algorithms for my website, yeah, not so easy. That's that's ridiculous. Um, it's, um, you know, at finding models, that's that's a gimme. That's, I can do that with no problem. Uh, coming up with concepts, that's easy. I think it's more the the online or the technology that that's really probably the toughest part now, you know, you can't, um, even advertising is so totally different now. You know, again, we started back in the film days, right? Mm -hmm. So you advertised in a bridal magazine or you advertised in newspapers, right? right? Nobody reads newspapers anymore. So you have to figure out, okay, well, what websites do I want to advertise on? Where do I want my, you know, my advertising budget to go? Uh, do I keep spending it on Thumbtack? Do I go do a wedding show? Do I, you know, that's... Uh, Where do you put your budgeting uh, advertising dollars at that you feel will give you the most bang for your buck, you know? And uh, it's, yeah. it could be, as you just mentioned, okay? There's, you've got to figure out what what will give you the most bang for the buck. Exactly, exactly. Where am I getting the most exposure to the clientele that I want? Now let's uh, let's uh, go back to the film transitioning to digital days. <laughs> I think I was one of the very last ones <laughs> locally that finally bit the bullet and went to digital. Uh, I I don't know whether I was af- afraid of change or I just I don't I don't know why, but. <laughs> I had a hard time changing over to film, from film to digital. Uh, Brody, give me your opinion on the whole process. <laughs> well, my changeover was actually really smooth. Because, Lucky duck you. Right? I, I worked at a Ritz camera. Oh, okay. So we, uh, we processed film, right? Well, then we got in uh, the Fuji Aladdin, right? Fuji Aladdin was the, the and I, to my knowledge, it still is. That's where everybody, that's the machine that everybody uses to process. Mm-hmm, right. So it processed all the negatives. Well, then it processed all the digitals. It was the same machine. I'm like, okay, because that was so, I was the same way. I'm like, do I want to give up my negatives? I mean, now I can enlarge off this. These are great, wonderful, but do I want to, uh, uh, but then I thought, well, it's the same machine. You're getting everything off the same, so it didn't matter. Um, now, digital cameras weren't quite 
up to par where I want them to be. Um, I started with a Fuji S1 uh, doing Santa photos. Okay. And uh, way back when. And then got the S2 and then got the S3, which was great because I was already using Nikon, right? Okay. And Nikon F100. Love that camera. Well, the Fujis were basically Fuji innards. Um, great color. Amazing processing. Uh, but they were Nikon based body so it took my, my Nikon lenses um and then finally I uh I got my D3 and just have that thing's a just a workhorse I love that camera so switching over to digital was uh was just kind of it just kind of streamlined along with doing the whole Santa photo thing mm -hmm. and uh so it just worked out so much better doing Santa on digital I know learning eventually digital has made our job easier and in a sense, it's made it more complicated. Brody, in your opinion, <laughs> talk, to me, talk to me, my friend. Give me your opinion of the digital age that we are now living in. Is it? Uh, you know, uh, somebody posted yesterday that, uh, that the digital age of photography has made it more democratic. And like, isn't that a shame? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't want photography to be democratic. I don't want you to go pick up a cell phone and say you're a photographer because you're not. You're a person with a camera. There's a big difference. Um, and, I, you know, again, it was having a um, – somebody had asked somebody about selling RAWs. And everybody's like, oh, you can't sell your RAWs. You can't sell your RAWs. You're, you're giving away your copyright. I'm like, no, you're not. You're not giving away copyrights by selling your RAW images. And I'm like, oh, I wouldn't want my RAW images out there because, you know, you don't want – I'm like, well, if your images coming out of the camera can't stand on their own, then you're not a photographer. It's that simple. You know, you might be a great Photoshop artist, and nothing. I love Photoshop. I've been using it since '94, before it had numbers. Okay. Uh, and Photoshop is a but I don't depend on it. I use it to enhance my images if they need it. You know, and and most of the stuff I can actually do on my camera. So like, if I wanted to vignette, I could put a vignette filter on my camera. I can just do it on Photoshop. So, um, but it's, you know, I use Photoshop so tiny compared to what some, some of these people are taking four to six weeks to get their images back to their clients. And I'm like, what are you doing? Four to six weeks. That just blows my mind. You know, I shoot a wedding. My brides generally have their photos the next day. What? I, I, I batch them through Bridge. Okay. And uh, again, you know, if it needs to be cropped, I'll crop it. I throw on a vignette on everything, and I'm done because my images coming out of my camera are ready to go. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's, and I and I have to ask these people. You know, you say you're a photographer. What if you were shooting film? Yeah. Why? Yeah. We didn't have a lot of we didn't have a lot of uh, touch up. I mean, I remember actually taking color pencils and touching up negatives. I, I you know you used to do that. Um, on medium format film, you know, much yes. bigger. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, we didn't have Photoshop. And so digital has made life great in some ways. I don't have to go buy, I don't have to go buy film and take it through the, uh, yes, uh, the detective machine again. <laughs> well, that, or, or the airport. Oh man, going through the airport and having to un open up every canister for them to, yes. uh, yeah. So that's great. Um, but on the downside, everybody's a photographer. And it's like, yeah, no, you're not. So, um, you and I are, I'll say, we are from the same generation, okay? Okay. We can kind of 
uses the term we are photographers, the younger generations, are they more editors than photographers? Like you just mentioned, uh, yeah, they, sadly, rely on, 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 yeah. they rely on Photoshop a lot more than they probably should. And I think so. I okay. really do. You know, um, in my in my experience, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, when I've had an intern, I literally, you know, have them put the camera on manual, and we go through the settings. You know, we I don't shoot anything in program mode. It's all manual. Um, just because I've been doing it for years, I can walk in and tell you, okay, this is what our settings need to be on the camera for this lighting. Uh, so that really, um, that's a big one. And, um, you know, if you don't know the settings on your camera, you're, I mean, I, I'm not going to say you're not a photographer uh, because a lot of photographers use program mode. Yes. You know, professional. Yes. They use the P for professional. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and I've done that like in a, in a like a, where I know my lighting is going to change really quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if I'm shooting like um, AMA races or yes. uh, if I'm shooting uh Sometimes if I'm shooting like inside, if I'm shooting like uh, an NBA game or an NHL game, mm-hmm. NHL is great because you've got the lights and then you have the ice with the white ice. And yes. Yeah, so that's perfect. NBA games a little bit, yeah, that's a whole different ballgame because some stadiums just, their lighting sucks. <laughs> it's like, okay, you, you're horrible. Uh, and some stadiums, their, you know, their arenas are great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll use professional, you know, I'll use the, the program mode if I need to. Um, but yeah, digital has made it, and and these cameras are incredible. I yes. mean, cell phone, I've seen cell phone images that are just amazing, and it's yes. like wow. And then they'll put them on Photoshop, and you're like, holy cow, that looks so great. Um, but it doesn't look real. It's way too over perfect. Um, you know, you photoshopped the heck out of it, and I, you know, and I see that um, a lot with models, which is. Uh, not that the models have done it, but like photographers have just smoothed them down to looking like a doll. And uh, and that's sad. Tell you what, Playboy had it down. Playboy had the best editors because they would Photoshop all their models, but they still made them look real. Now, there are, as you said, and I totally agree with you, some people will go overboard and Photoshop in a model so that, yes, you see John Doe post an image of Amy Doe on this website. Okay, well, you, you decide to work with her. Okay, you contact her, right. arrange everything. Girl drives up. That's <laughs> not the same girl in the photograph. Exactly. What's going on here, huh? Absolutely. What happened? <laughs> and <laughs> I'm, I'm someone that if I see you this way in a magazine or I see you this way in John Doe's images, I want you to I want you to drive up looking the same way. Maybe not the same hair and makeup, but right. I want you to be recognizable, okay? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah. And and like you said, um, our cell phones, I, I admit it, my first camera, it cannot even compare to today's <laughs> cell phones, okay? Right. And there, and there is even software you can download on your cell phone that is a mini version of Photoshop. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So what are we doing? <laughs> right, exactly. Are they putting us out of the business? <laughs> no, because they still don't know how to pose somebody. They still don't know how to light somebody. Um, 
again, they can Photoshop them, but I, and they're, they're, yeah, no. I, I think photographers will be around, but it's going to be people that are willing to put some time into it. Um, people that are not scared of what comes out of their camera. Uh, people that can shoot without Photoshop. Uh, and, and then now that's, that's kind of like the, the last thing I ask people. It's like, well, you know, what if you were shooting on film? Can you do that on film? <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's, uh, which is sad, but that's, yeah, that's what it comes down to. So. Yes, it is. I know in talking with young ladies on here, everyone has pretty much, pretty much taken different avenues to get where they are. Right. As a photographer, do you like having a model with a specific background? So it, it comes down to the concept. Whatever I, you know, if I want to shoot, um, you know, a very classic, um, beautiful, like a 1940s look, mm -hmm. right? I'll get an older model, you know, put her in a beautiful ivory robe, you know, that that's, um, if I'm shooting a neon black light, you know, um, then I'll probably get a more pale model, somebody that's going to really pop, the pop the light mm -hmm. off. Um, I, I don't really care what their background is. You know, um, I've worked with everybody. So I've worked with, uh, when I lived in LA, I worked with uh, plenty of pro models and great, amazing models. Mm -hmm. uh, when I lived in Colorado, worked with a great, a bunch of incredible fitness models. Um, out here, I've worked with just a bunch of country models <laughs> right i was just talking to somebody today i want to do a country shoot and i'm like yeah who doesn't so uh and that's uh but yeah um so i don't really it doesn't their background doesn't you know if they know what they're doing great if they don't i do okay. so uh only mills was phenomenal on teaching posing so only mills and i worked with picture people and i learned how to pose people and pose groups so you are a fantastic photographer. I mean, I've seen images that, that you have posted online, and many of them are just plain old-fashioned jaw droppers. I feel like, huh? <laughs> what? <Thank> you. <laughs> you have been gracious enough to bring a few photos with you. So if if you can, Brody, for the viewers that are watching on you, on YouTube, and those that are listening, wherever they get their podcasts, would you be so gracious as to tell us and describe the images as they pop up on the monitor? Thank you for tuning in to the Model Connection Podcast. Please like, follow, and subscribe on social media. So this is Amber. We, uh, we actually went up to um, the Ice Castles in Dillon, Colorado. Um, she had gotten married in the tropics, right? So we wanted to do something really cool for her bridal shoot after her wedding. Okay. And uh, and all the little kids that were running around thought she was uh, Elsa from Frozen. So it was <laughs> awesome. But, yeah, she did fantastic. The Ice Castles, they were great with us. We, uh, we actually shot there during the day and then waited for the evening to roll around and then went back and shot where they've got everything lit up. It's, it was incredible. So. Creativity, creativity! Wow, that's ah, Lexi. Oh, she is so awesome. Uh, so Lexi is a fitness model, and um, I don't know. She may be a pro model now um, out in Colorado. Again, um, 
we were actually shooting in a friend's uh, condo, okay. uh, downtown Denver, uh, and we were just trying to. Uh, this was actually a test run. This was a, a first shoot with her, so we did some stuff outside. We did some stuff inside, um, and uh, I. I carry, so she used my gun. Okay, okay, brother, correct me if I'm wrong. In my eyes, this has got a playboyish look to it. Right. Is that what you're aiming for? Pretty much. Um, so when Playboy does a shoot, right? Yes. They're using like ten lights, and yes. they'll use a combination of hot lights and strobes. Okay. Right. So they'll rim. Uh, they rim light, which is huge. Edge lighting is one of Playboy's trademarks yes and so yeah that's what we did we did uh i have one amber strobe um on the right one on the left and then i used a huge seven foot octagon softbox uh with a 600 watt allen chrome um oh sorry i just unplugged myself <laughs> <laughs> so i used a yeah 600 watt allen chrome um with a, with a softbox to uh to make it uh to make it work and uh she was so good. Wow, she was fantastic. That is a beautiful image. Beautiful image. So, Party City. <laughs> if you live in LA and you are a photographer, you are practically required to work for a charity, right? You you have to, and that's the way you really get connected. And uh, uh, with uh, so I've worked with Cheryl Teagues at a charity event. I've worked with uh, which you'll remember Cheryl Teagues. Maybe oh. you won't, but yeah. Oh yeah. You will, yeah. Oh yeah. So yes. uh, I've worked with several. Uh, celebrities um, out in LA and out in Vegas as well. Uh, so this was though actually in maybe Colorado. This is the Miracle Party. This is the charity that uh, I worked for ten or eleven years. So it's uh, a party they throw every year for children with cancer. Mm -hmm. They literally um, they don't raise money for research. They don't raise money for uh, cures. They raise money to throw a big party. Um, we, uh, we get in on, go to the event center on Friday night, mm -hmm. set it all up. Uh, we'd hang truss, we'd, uh, use, you know, half-ton motors, uh, bring everything up, set up staging. We'd bring in a band from Vegas, our, a local band. And, um, uh, this is actually the woman in the center is Stacy and it was her daughter that had cancer, uh, probably 10 years prior to this image, and they were the first ones to, to set up the Miracle Party. Mm -hmm. uh, she, her, her daughter got out, of the, got out of the hospital, and they were like, okay, do you want to uh, have a party with all your classmates? And she mm -hmm. goes, no, I want to have a party with all my friends from the hospital. Mm -hmm. And that started the Miracle Party. So, wow. And, yeah, so I shot for that. Oh, right? So <laughs> family photos. Love yes. kids. Kids are awesome. Family photos are always great. Um, Trying to come up with something a little different. Yeah. And uh, so, Dustin is uh, actually a professional soccer player uh, in somewhere, not in this country. I don't know where. Uh, I think uh, maybe England. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, and then uh, I knew his mom, um, Christina, and then uh, Nikolai is the is the little one. Okay. And so we had to come up with something fun. So we decided we'd do a safari theme, and uh, so for the for the pictures. And, uh, oh, he was awesome. Uh, and you know uh, Renee. Oh, yes, so, Renee Stevens. Yep. And uh, so she was, uh, she came up, and actually I think we did, did we do this shoot 
I think we did this shoot the day you interviewed her. Could have. It's uh, possible. Because I remember that she was doing a shoot that day, and I think I remember she told me it was with you. So, yes, so, yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now this one I did Photoshop. So on this one, I totally pushed over because I wanted more of a, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, just more of a ethereal look or fantasy mm -hmm. look. I didn't yeah. want it to look, you know, real. Uh, so I pushed up the contrast on it. I pushed up the uh, clarity on it. Uh, probably lowered the saturation on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and did, she was just a phenomenal model. Oh, she did great. Uh, world, the, the wardrobe, the makeup, everything. So mm -hmm. she was awesome. Brody, you are just an awesome photographer. I mean, I cannot actually sing your praises enough. I I actually envy you, my friend, okay? Oh, thank you. You are great. You are great. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, without even, if you do, that's okay. Uh, giving away trade secrets. But for the young guys and gals, again, started in our industry, our craft. If you could pull them to the side and say, let me give you this bit of, of advice. What would it be? The number one rule to photography. There's no good or bad image. That simple. You know, photography is art. Art is subjective. What you like, I might not like. And what I love, you may hate. So you can never judge a photo. Now, you can personally think about it and say, hey, this is what I would do differently. This is how I would light it differently. But that doesn't mean that image is good or bad. There's no such thing. So that's uh, that would be my number one. My number two would be the more you shoot, the better you get. Okay. Now, in talking to you before the show, um, you said you had an ex had had an ex experience doing a portraiture. That is a very heartfelt moment. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, if you can, <laughs> would you mind sharing that with us? Okay. Um, <laughs> it just it takes a deep sigh. Yeah, it's uh, it's it was good. It's uh, you know, I've had my my worst shoot I can remember. I don't remember the best shoot, but this was without a doubt the most moving shoot. Um, I had a uh, I had somebody contact me right, and uh, from a hospital, and it was a friend of a friend of a friend. I don't know how they even got my number or whatever. Um, but they said, hey, we have somebody that would like to do a photo shoot. Could you make that happen? And I'm like, uh, yeah, that's what I do. So, uh, but then they explained to me what had happened. So I had this um, lady in her mid-30s, right? When she was 13, she'd been in a car accident, and a piece of the windshield went into her brain, and it froze her at 13. So mentally, she never aged beyond 13. Wow. So even though she was, you know, in her mid thirties mm -hmm. at this point mm -hmm. and at 13, she wanted to be a model. Mm -hmm. So, and, um, so we literally, uh, when she told me all that, I'm like, okay, then we, we totally got to do this, do this right. Mm -hmm. So we, uh, we set up the studio. Uh, I brought in a phenomenal makeup artist. Oh man. Um, <laughs> Uh, bare knuckle Barbie is, is the name she goes by. It's funny. Uh, but, uh, phenomenal makeup artist. We brought in a hairstylist. We brought in a wardrobe artist. Um, so we brought in everybody and, uh, we told everybody, you know, what was going on. Mm -hmm. We brought her in and they went to town on her. They just, you know, 
they did her upright hair, makeup, uh, wardrobe. We we put her into you know several different outfits, and uh, you know we said, okay, this this looks good, this doesn't look good, and and then we got her on set and uh, posed her up, and we just the images turned out great. The images were awesome, and um, you know the next day I uh, I sent the images over. And talked to the uh, the nurse that had brought her to the house, mm-hmm. and uh, brought her to the studio, and uh, and she goes, yeah. As, as soon as we left, you know, we we went to go get dinner, and she just cried and cried and cried. She was so happy, and I was awesome. like, oh man, that just awesome. yeah, that one that one forward me. So I was like, Whew. so yeah, that's that's without out, and that's you know, if I can do that to anybody, then man. My life Amen. is complete. Amen. You were so, Santa Claus to her that day, exactly. weren't you? Exactly. And that's and I loved it. It was awesome. So I love getting kids to smile. I love making people happy. And that's yeah, that's what I try to do. Awesome. Awesome. Barry, thank so, you very much for sharing that. For the people that are listening and watching, how may they contact you? Uh so my website, simple enough, brodyhall.com. Uh, and all my contact info's on there. My email is brodyhall at email.com. <laughs> and at email, not Gmail. <laughs> email, not Gmail. Right, exactly. It's brodyhall at email.com. And then um, I have a Facebook page and then uh, uh, a couple of Instagram pages. So um, Brody Hall Photography. So we're Brody Hall. Uh, Brody Hall, thank you so very, very much. I mean, <laughs> I look so forward to just sitting down with a fellow photographer and talking shop. I mean, this is kind of like a Christmas for me, too, okay? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Brody, well, I get it. <laughs> Brody, thank you so very much, oh, okay? thank you. It was, it was awesome. It, <laughs> it was, was great, so man. It was fun. great. Thank oh, you. You were great. Thank All you. right. Thank you for tuning into the Model Connection Podcast. Please like, follow, and subscribe on social media and everywhere you get your podcast. Links are in the description. Thank you and bye-bye.